2: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show, DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. Happy to be with you. Back after a week off, myself, Justin Van Zuden, a.k.a. STL Cardinals84. Happy to be back with the crew this week, breaking down the John Deere Classic. Always one of my favorite non-major events, solely because it takes place about a half an hour from where I live. Uh, Otherwise, yes, I realize for most people, this event Uh, is uh, easily forgettable the week before the Open Championship. But should still be fun. Lots of birdies to be had. And uh, if you win some money, you know what? Who cares if the tournament is garbage? If you win 50K or something like that, uh, you'll probably have a better better feeling about the tournament afterwards. So we'll try to uh, help you along that endeavor as we go. We'll bring in my two usual co-hosts, uh, talk about last week's Rocket Mortgage Classic. Speaking of a birdie fest, plenty of those to be had last week. Noto, hope you guys got along without me okay last week. How was the uh, Rocket Mortgage for you?
1: Yeah, we missed it last week. Uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic didn't end up being a great week for me, but uh, we talked to Cam Davis. Uh, we said if there's any course on tour you know, that fits his skill set, it would be this one. We also said he owed us from the year before when he three putted on his last hole and missed the (laughs) cut on the number. So, uh, yeah, it was good to get that. Um, good to see him get the win. And as far as the John Deere goes, I've never won anything, um, in my 10 years of playing this freaking event. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) let's turn it around this week.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we'll hope so uh, for, uh, for everybody's sake, you know, hopefully it's a better week for you. And then maybe you'll, you know, you'll embrace the John Deere like, uh, like me, but uh, I should have worn my shirt didn't, but next year we'll get it. But uh, Tambo, how was the week for you?
0: Yeah, not good either. It was uh, really actually a down week in the sense that it was, I called this yesterday, but it was my Keith Mitchell 2.0. And what I mean by that is I did not bet Keith Mitchell at like 150 to one when he went on to win the Honda and the reason I'm most disappointed is because know he just talked about it. We, we talked him up. We said, this is going to be Cam Davis week. Let's go. Let's get in on it. I even said on the Wednesday show, I was like, listen, I like Redman as one of my conviction plays, but I won't change it on anybody. But I said, I don't feel as good about him as I do about Cam Davis. And then I did not bet him at 125 to one, like pretty much everyone I saw it on Twitter, all my friends there had him at 125 to one. And that one burns me more because. Keith Mitchell winning the Honda was a surprise. I was like, okay, I can let this one go. It's the Honda. It's a tough track. This made perfect sense for Cam Davis and he took the thing down. So good for him. It was, it was great to see. And that funny that Noto mentioned that three putt when he moved the cut line and everything I saw Monday qualifier post a thing about. So I think it was around that today where someone said that was like, there was fans cheering for him to miss the cut because they needed that in order for the cut line to move and just a tough, tough moment for him in his career. And now obviously a great moment for him in his career and be able to grab up two more years, move up in the FedEx cup, everything that it comes with a W. So uh, awesome event in the end, it wasn't exciting over the week, but uh, we're going into something similar here. And one last thing, cards, just to your point, we still got to play this week because you get a lot of money together this week. There's three makers next week for the, the open. And that's a lot of fun always. So you want to try and level up this week. Don't, don't save your money, invest, grow, and then go gamble it all the way next week. That's a lot more fun in my eyes. So I'm ready. Or you can gamble it away this week and next week. Always an option as well. Uh, Probably not the preferred method, but
2: uh, yeah, it was a rough week for me. I I did put Cam Davis in my article. Uh, The funny part was, you know, since we were gone, I, I I don't know. I did like a hundred lineups in the low dollar stuff. um, And I had one six to six lineup. I had a couple with a good shot that had Hideki. Then he withdrew. So I won six to six lineup really didn't follow it at all uh and at the end of friday i was only cashing two lineups out of a hundred with one six to six and ended up cashing like 36 of them uh despite only having the one six of six so my golfers that made the cut did really well on the weekend uh, makes you wonder you know what what it could have been uh, if you if you had more six of six lineups through there but uh, coulda shoulda woulda at least the weekend uh, helped uh, make some of it back for me and uh, hopefully we'll roll some momentum into, uh, to this week, which should be another similar type of event. You know, the cut line going to be three, four under par here. Like it usually is like it was last week. Um, and every single year that, uh, that TPC deer run has hosted this event, the winning score has been 16 under or better, uh, in each of the last 11 editions. I believe it's been 18 under or better every time. So, uh, it's not a course that's going to fool anybody. Uh, it's a very weak field and you know, it's almost, identical circumstances to, to what we had last week where, um, you know, obviously I wasn't on, but I'm sure you guys talked about the fact that it can be, you know, variance can be uh, a fickle thing here in events like this one. And we saw last week with Bryson massive chalk and missing the cut. So uh, that's, it's going to, you know, factor in this week as well. Some of the chalk players are probably going to miss the cut Uh, and, you know, there's going to be some surprises up there near the top of the leaderboard, and we saw Troy Merritt get into that playoff last week too. Uh, Neiman, 72 bogey-free holes, ends up losing and doesn't win the tournament despite not making a bogey. So those are the types of things we're going to see again this week. Um, Anything else from you guys for last week
0: uh, before we we move along? Tambo, you got anything else? I'm making excuses, but Caddy Gate really messed everything up for me. I was with you there. I had Merritt. Norin, I had all kinds of like a haggy, a bunch of dudes that were up at the top in my lineups. So and it was similar to you, a bunch of five out of six is the cash, but my one guy out was Bryson. And he just, you know, there was already withdraw talk about him on Thursday after like three or four holes, because you could just see it in his eyes. Like he just did not want to be there. To me, something clearly had happened between him and Tim Tucker, even if it's just a quick blow up, like most times, especially on title defenses like that of many years caddies of many years are not just up and walking out the morning of or whatever there's the night before whatever ended up being so for me that was tough but uh you know it sucks when you you got bryson at a course like that that maybe not win again but we definitely expected him to tear it up again and not really have an opportunity to make very many mistakes and he was hitting three woods out of bunkers and shit like he was just doing anything to get out of there by the looks of it
2: yeah, his approach play was uh, horrendous. It was like third worst out of the 156 in the field, I think. So, I uh, had a lot of him, and that uh, that helped kind of derail most of my lineups too. So, uh, Noto, anything else from uh, from last week for you?
1: Yeah, I was gonna bring up the Caddy thing too. Hoping we get a thirty for thirty doc on what happened the twenty four hours leading up to the to them parting ways because uh, I want to hear what happened and uh, he's clearly not right. I mean, he's just playing in this exhibition match with Phil right now and he's losing balls left and right. Um, Aaron Rodgers is kind of carrying him, so be interesting to see how he plays next week uh, at the Open.
2: Yeah, definitely doesn't look encouraging uh, right now for sure. As uh, and- from last week and then into this exhibition and you know i know it's just an exhibition but uh, yeah he's been hitting it all over the place uh, throughout the uh, the first nine or ten holes here as as we go live so uh, all right well let's go ahead and move along uh, this is a, a very weak field uh, we can stall for time as much as we want here throughout the show because uh, the the options they are not as plentiful as usual Uh, even, you know, if you're, if you're a person that often struggles to narrow down your player pool, you're probably not going to have that issue with the John Deere classic. You'll have that issue next week, but, uh, but we can deal with that then Uh, for now, it's just, uh, it's all about, you know, trying to find enough options to fill out your rosters. I mean, you go scroll through the six Ks. There'll be a a lot of players that, you know, you've probably never even heard of and, and don't feel bad about it. It's just the nature of this tournament. So uh, I kind of, Outlaid the event a little bit there uh, with going to be a lot of birdies and winning scores always, you know, 16 to 18 under par or better, but uh, Nota, we usually let you break down the course first. So what else is there to know here?
1: I wouldn't really say there's a strong course fit. Um, You want to keep it in the fairway for sure, because there are going to be a lot of birdies hit. The fairways are pretty easy to hit. The greens are pretty easy to hit. Scrambling success rate is pretty high here. Um, Overall par 71, just under 7,300 yards. Like you mentioned, there's going to be a ton of birdies. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a wedge fest and then uh, whoever can make the most putts. And uh, these kind of bring everyone into play. Uh, I don't think you need distance by any means off the tee. If uh, Steve Stricker and Zach Johnson are the best two guys when it comes to course history, um, certainly gives you an idea of you know how the course is going to play. So for me, uh, birdies, wedges, putting, um, that's pretty much all I'm looking at this week. All
2: right, Tambo, anything else that you're
0: looking at? Yeah, Mike Tyson, blindfold.gif, you know, chucking darts, because it's really, like last week, it's going to be tough. So we're going to break down the the ranges. Everything Noto said is true. Uh, Definitely looking for the birdies, the scores. Similar to last week, I I call them, usually I call them Cam Davis types. Again, the salt in the wound for me not betting him, but the guys that can come through and score for you, uh, I think we saw it the week before. It was, you know, Aaron Wise was like almost dead last, but almost scored as much as Jason Day at the Travelers. And then last week it was other guys I'm trying to think of the name oh oh, Whaley had a couple Eagles finally made a cut again finished 58 then he almost scored as much as Tringali who finished like T18 or maybe slightly better I can't remember now off the top of my head so uh, it really does come down to that I'll be looking more for guys that are going to score for me than just make the cut and then hope that they make the cut because if they do we get that boom instead of the bust but uh, definitely take some more chances and then stick to the plan like last week It, it wasn't completely wrong it just sucked that Bryson was involved in a lot of it, but you know, leaving money on the table at these events, especially there's just so many guys that are going to come through, even in that lower tier. Like you mentioned, I don't love the names, but there's 96 guys in the 6k range. There is going to be guys that come from there that make the cut and score. So we'll, we'll see as we get down through it.
2: 96, 6k golfers throw out about the 30 that nobody's heard of. Uh, right? and, yeah. uh, uh, we had to add quite a few names to our database this week, uh, because they're <laughs> just players that, uh, that never uh, never made a PGA Tour event before, at least in the last five or six years uh, since we started keeping the, the names in there. So uh, it shall be fun, but uh, it's part of, part of the uniqueness of this event. And I think part of what a lot of people struggle with is you do kind of have to embrace the variance of this event a little bit. I mean, you know, Dylan Fratelli won here um Was it Michael Kim that won a few years ago? Won by like seven strokes, and then missed his next ten cuts or something like something ridiculous like that. So uh that's just you know it's a wedge and putting competition, and there is a lot more variance into in this event. Uh, in any event that kind of comes uh, with with those uh, type of skill sets, you know, winning uh, there there is going to be some some dumb luck uh, if you want to call it that along the way, and whoever holds a few extra twenty footers, you know, will get an edge. So. Uh, don't be afraid to, to go against the grain a little bit in your GPP builds. Take a couple of one to 2% guys. Uh, I think that's a, you know, a key that can, can help you have some success here. So, all right, let's go ahead and start breaking it down. Uh, the 10 K plus options are not what we are used to having for 10 K plus options. Uh, Daniel Berger playing here this week, a little bit of a surprise, but Daniel Berger is your top option in the field. Uh, Sung J.M. plays every week, so no surprise to see him in there. Noto's boy, Brian Harmon, and then uh, last week's winner, winner Cam Davis, uh, are your 10K-plus options this week. Not the uh, general golfers that we would get excited about at 10K-plus, but it's all relative in this field. So, uh, Nodo, since your boy Harmon's in here, I will uh, let you start and uh, how much you prioritize in Harmon
0: at the top.
1: Yeah, I'm glad he didn't bury the lead. Obviously, he's going to win this week. Um, been in great form. He's won here before. Top 20 in seven of his last eight stars. The only bad one during that stretch was the, I think it was the PGA Championship. Ended up gaining a bunch of strokes, ball striking, but uh, missed the cut on the number. And uh, yeah, he's good. He's accurate off the tee. Um, the irons from the you know wedge distances are much better than they are with the long, uh, with the, the long iron. So I do like Harmon. Uh, he is going to be a priority for me. Uh, by far, my favorite play up here. Obviously, Berger um, is going to rate out well for everyone. Um, he's got a fifth here. Number one in my stat model, number one in my overall model. So I have no issue with him. Um, shout out to Kenny Kim, Tambo's co-host on the Fantasy Degenerate pod. He was saying uh, on Twitter that, you know, he just wants those Ryder Cup points. Um, that's kind of why he's playing this week. So um, that kind of makes some sense to me. Um, and then Sung Jae, I mean, I like him. The Irons seem to be back. Uh, he's gained two, two, and five strokes on approach his last three events. And uh, this is his gearing up event for the Olympics. He pulled out of the Open Championship, um, you know, in order to try to get out of his military service. Um, so he's going to want to play well this week. I don't mind him as well. And then Cam Davis just coming off the win on a course where, you know, you don't need to gain a ton of strokes off the tee. I'll probably be off of him. Um, but yeah, it, it's not as good of a 10K range as we're used to. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, uh, no doubt about that. And uh, rooting for Sung JM uh, to, to, and who's the other? South si Korean, Wu uh, si Kim, um, in the Olympics, hopefully they can bring home a medal. You get a medal, you get out of that mandatory two-year military service, which is really, um, uh, messed with a lot of the South Korean golfers like Sang Moon Bay, uh, had to take, you know, his two-year leave and, and hasn't really done anything since he's been back. So, um, you know, somebody like Sung Jay and, and si Woo, hopefully they can, uh, certainly a lot more at stake than just, uh, you know, an Olympic medal uh, for them with uh, with all that goes along with it with their country. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Nodo's thoughts. I mean, it's hard to pay 10K plus for Davis uh, after winning last week, uh, though, you know, a birdie fest is, if we targeted him last week on a birdie fest, no reason you can't this week either, but uh, he's he's just really expensive now. So, um, you know, Harman, him and burger. I think I like a little bit more or even starting in the nine case. Tambo, your thoughts on these top four.
0: Yeah. There's only four guys there echo a lot of what you guys said. The thing for a burger is like, I said this to Kenny yesterday, and I'm glad he brought that even added fuel to the fire. Cause I was already in on burger. I talk about this all the time. Berger only plays the, you know, the hardest, usually only plays the hardest events, the strongest fields, the toughest courses. And then he gets 20ths and 30ths at, at all of them. And then people say, oh, he never does anything. He doesn't close. But he's in the field with Rom, Rory, BK, B, you know, all these guys that he's in the field with in these tough majors and strong field events, WGCs, and he's still doing well. He's just not closing them. But then he goes to like the t Pebble Beach Pro Am and closes the thing out and wins it. So when he comes to a course like this, the extra additive, like, noto mentioned kenny said it he basically he falls into the if he wins here he falls into the second last spot or the first um alternate i guess you if you call it right behind Xander and only a thousand points back so this would be huge for him he's definitely the strength of the field i do like him for that reason but like noto said Harmon week would be a thing here so uh, i i I don't think anyone's shying away it doesn't look like with ownership from Harmon. But this price makes sense considering how well he's been playing and the field strength. You just have to look past that and get past the sticker shock and plug him into some lineups. He makes a lot of sense. But I will run some Burger Harmon lineups here as well this week, just to, to be unique in that sense. A little more stars and scrubs. Do you guys think, Cards or Noto, can answer this, that people will shy away from Burger at all based on the fact that that a similar type event last week where Bryson just burned everybody as the only 11K guy?
2: I don't know if it's the Bryson factor as much as it is people always tend to shy away from the top at the week before a major, uh, just out of, you know, whether it's withdrawal concern founded or not. It's just, I, I don't know. We've got them at about 18% right now.
0: Um, wonder if that comes down. That's I, I
2: do I think, think it'd come down. Maybe it'll come down a little bit, but, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it's just so it's just a, such a weak field that it, And there's so many 6K options that, you know, you know, some of them are going to come through. But Nodo, your thoughts on ownership on this range?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope he's going to be lower owned. That would be nice for sure. He's a clear favorite. Um, And there's not, I mean, there's not a lot of options that you love in the 6K range. So maybe people will start with the balance build. Um, That's typically where I lean. But I kind of like the Stars and Scrubs a little bit more because, like you mentioned, this is a week where uh, those 6K guys are going to pop up for sure.
0: We know who you're starting with. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Noto's main lineup.
0: will start with
2: Harmon. You can put that in the bank. Everybody knows yeah. that. The dot um, came
1: preloaded in lineup. HQ.
2: <laughs> dot, dot came preloaded. It's working again this week. So, all right, let's move into the nine uh, K's then I'll let uh, Tambo have first crack at this. It looks like Russell Henley might be the most popular option on the board this week, or at least close, uh, was in the mix at the U S open before fading on Sunday uh finished second here uh, a couple years ago this event was not contested last year uh but he shot 10 under on sunday to finish second uh and again these are the types of tournaments putting contests we can get hot with the flat stick no surprise to see henley contend kevin streelman has a pretty solid history here uh you've got guys like kevin and aaron wise i mean these are the types of events where you could see them contend as well uh interested to hear Tambo's take on Kevin Na. He's usually a Kevin Na guy, but uh oh, what yeah. about a ninety five hundred Kevin Na?
0: Yeah, I think it's all relative. It's similar to me. I, I don't hate it. And this is why I asked the question earlier to you. I posed the question, I guess, of a burger at the top, was because nobody except Kevin Na is under call it 13% here. And see probably gonna pick up, continue to pick up steam with the same narrative as Sung at the top. That you know, like Noto said, it's their warm-up for the Olympics when guys are getting tuned up for a major. They, they come out and usually try and play their best golf, find what they need to find so that then they can take that form into the next event and where they just need to medal. I should, I say, just, it's like a 40 man field, I believe, but still that that's a key for them. Right. It's huge for their, their careers. Like you talked about the Sang Moon Bay factor uh, you know, came back after military service, won a web to, web.com tour finals event, and then really has done nothing since. So it's kind of like maybe he's back and then he never was. So really big for them. So with that said, I am in on nah, looking at it now, seeing some ownership and whatnot. I was already liking him. Uh, there's been some narrative talk too. And I kind of like this one. The Shriners really lines up. If you look back the history of it, a lot of the guys that have won at Shriners have either won here or top three here. Uh, Kevin nah definitely has. So, and he's got some good history. So I, I do like Kevin. Naw. I don't really understand the 5%. It's kind of the same sticker shock as Brian Harmon, I guess at 10, four, but he has more recent form. With Nah, you're talking about a guy that can scramble, can putt, all the things that can still help uh, at a place like this. is shorter, all, all these factors that you don't need the length, all these things. So I do like him. I like Streelman and Henley. The, you know, they're showing a bunch of ownership there. I guess you know I, I'll stick with them. I, I'm not going to go away from them just because of that. Henley Streelman have the stats. They pop. You know, Wise was the one that was interesting to me more than Noren. I like that Noren had himself a great week last week. I made the joke with Kenny on the podcast about the you know back at the farmers when noran got held up by jb holmes slow playing and then ended up landing in that you know bad spot going into the playoff with jason day having to finish it out on monday and lose but uh you know i i I can't remember how that one went down it was something along he was close in that event i do remember but uh you know overall he hasn't had a bunch of great finishes on the pga tour so i'm not sure if just one start well will propel him so i kind of like aaron wise couple top tens last five outings scoring stats uh, won the Byron Nelson, which was also an event where he went 23 under. Definitely can pop and score for you at 9,200. It's just a matter of which Aaron Wise and which putter that we get this week. So I would say Nah, Wise, Henley, Streelman. Those are sort of the four I'm looking at there. And then Siwoo over Power at the bottom with Power showing a bunch of ownership. I'll go to the Siwoo narrative. And even if it picks up steam, I'm good with it.
2: Yeah, that shocks me on the uh, Seamus Power ownership, by 20% plus was a late add to the field last week and gained some steam and, you know, played pretty well. So, uh, but uh, at 9k, I, I didn't expect, uh, I didn't expect that many people to to look his way this week, but uh, maybe his dips a little bit or, or maybe I'm just off, but uh, I'm probably not going to go there at, at 20% ownership. So uh, Noto, your thoughts on the 9k
1: range. Yeah, I think I agree with you guys uh, when it comes to Seamus, it's just tough to, you know, overpay and have him be overowned. So, Uh, If that holds, I'll probably be underweight as well. He's been really good, obviously, the last four events, and he's three of three here, but uh, that's tough to pay. Uh, The chalk at the top, I'm more willing to eat, and Russell Henley, Kevin Stroman, both of them have, you know, top tens here, both of them been in pretty good form. Stroman missed the cut his last time out, but it was right on the number. Uh, The stats didn't look too bad. Kevin is tough for me, man. If he was like 80, 80, 200, I would love him this week. I do think he brings a lot of win equity to the table. Um, I don't mind him as like an outright bet here. I'll probably do that rather than um, playing him in DFS because I do think his floor is a little bit lower than all these guys. I like Noren. um He probably should have been in that playoff last week. He had two close birdies that he missed uh, on 17 and 18. He's playing real well. Uh, I kind of liked his interview after uh, the tournament just saying, you know it's good to feel nervous again, be in contention again. Uh, so I like him, Aaron Wise. I worry about him uh, making enough putts in a birdie fest where everyone's hitting greens, but um, yes, yeah, so that worries me a little bit. And then I'll uh, definitely be on board with C with Kim. The fact that he's over two here, I do think, will keep some ownership down.
2: Yeah, and the you know form lately has been a little hit or miss um, with him. You know, uh, miscut at the Travelers and the Charles Schwab, 58th last week. Um, you know, played well at the memorial. But uh, outside of that, you know, there was a time earlier in the spring where he was getting really chalky uh, because he was, you know, stringing together really strong finishes. Um, that has tapered a bit. So the ownership, you know, going the other way now as well. So, all right, let's go ahead and dig into the 8K range. Um, Patton Kazire has been a frustrating player for the last couple of months, had those back to back top three finishes then became chalky, missed three cuts in a row. Nobody played him last week, uh, came through with a top 25 and, and 19 birdies. So uh, he's there. You got McNeely, Troy Merritt, last week's playoff uh, contender, um, who is, likes this event, plays here almost every year. Uh, and then, you know, we every other year in the history of the John Deere Classic and DFS golf, you've been able to put Zach Johnson at the top of the pricing uh, list. And I expected – You know, I expected him to be the usual 15 to 1, 10K, you know, DFS option this week, even though he's not been playing his best golf. Um, But here he is 8,500 on DK. I I did not expect Zach Johnson to be 8.5K at the John Deere. This is, uh, he's an Iowa native. This is kind of his, he's one of the only, you know, top golfers that kind of treats this like an important event. So, uh, Noto, I'll stick with you. 8,500 Zach Johnson. What do you do there?
1: Oh, love $8,500 Zach Johnson, especially at 12% ownership. Uh, If that holds, he'll be one of my highest-owned players for sure. mentioned the course history. Um, The form hasn't been great, but he did gain 5.3 strokes ball striking his last time out. It was his best uh, in quite some time. So hopefully he can carry some of that ball striking into an event that he obviously loves. Uh, A lot of other players have question marks in this range because Iyer is very inaccurate off the tee. I know we can get hot with the irons and putter, but um, that worries me a little bit. McNeely. Much better with his driver than his approaches. Uh, he's better on longer courses as well. Uh, Troy Merritt, Hank Lebiota, but basically we've been all short game recently. Uh, and if I can't play you know, a premium for uh, Seamus Power, I don't think I can do it for Hank Labiota either. He's been in great form. I certainly get it if you want to go there. But uh, if I'm looking to get away from some chalk, I think it's going to be those two. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I love Zach for sure. Uh, Ryan Moore hasn't had... I think he's had one top 20 in the last 18 months. I mean, I can't play him right now. So for me, it's pretty much just uh, Zach. And usually the AK range is one that I love, but um, I'll, I'll definitely go back to Doc. I mean, if you played him last week in a much, not much stronger, but if a, in a stronger event, then I think you can play him this week again. Uh, didn't look great, but uh, he was obviously playing well before that. So I'll probably just play Doc and Zach and kind of give everyone else the X.
2: Yeah bit of a letdown factor possible for lebiota as well uh speaking of guys that should have been in the playoff last week he is definitely one that should have been he uh was in the lead there heading to uh to 17 uh reached the par five and two he was like 35 feet away left his first putt eight feet short and then missed that one too uh and ended up one shot out of the playoff so um 8400 for lebiota in a letdown spot a little bit risky for me plus he's going to be chalky i think i'm out on him as well um don't mind taking a shot on some of the other guys that can make some birdies with some upside like a kazire uh lucas glover somebody like that just because this range is so weak so i will keep them in my gpp pool uh tambo your thoughts on the 8ks here
0: yeah, I like it a lot more than Noto. It sounds like. But by the way, back to that nine K for a second. Kevin Nah uh, might have more wins in the last four years than almost everybody nine K combined. I'll just say that it's close. I think it's a little more because you know Berger and M and guys like that are you know got a couple, but uh, you know Siwoo obviously a couple. But uh, it's very close. All I'm saying versus some of the others there. So I, I'm actually actually pretty happy with that. Thinking about it even further, but yeah, the power in Lebiota. Was never it wasn't really high on my radar anyway. I do like this these this range though, uh McNeely, Merritt, Glover, and ZJ. All four of those guys. When you talk about DK scoring, birdies are better. Uh, I don't really see a lot of and form even or just what they can do, whether it's form or course history. I like both. I like all of them for that. And then even Kazire, it's it's definitely a lot of risk. I thought he would actually garner some ownership just based on stat models and things like that that you look at out there. But uh, him. Noran and bubba all went eight under on sunday and then you talk about the 19 birdies cards overall again these guys have boom bust but so do some of the others and we've seen chalk bust in these birdie fests quite a bit so i'm happy to go to siwu and kazire around power and around lebiota like you said you got zj right there who's this used to be the zach johnson open after it was the steve stricker open who we'll get to at 7700 in a second but Man, if you like Brian Harmon at 10-4 and you don't mind my naw at 9,500, then you add in ZJ at 85. We'll get to Steve Stricker at 77. There's your lineup. All these crushers that uh, nobody's going to want to pay these prices, or at least some cases. Obviously, people like Harmon at the top, but uh, Ryan Moore is the other guy I'll take a, a stab with at 8,300. Good course history, lines up with the Shriners narrative. You know, correlation course. I think he's interesting. And then, what's uh, your thoughts here at the bottom cards? Johnny Vegas. Or Doug Gim, both or none? Where are you at with these two guys at 8K even? Yeah, um, probably will land on one of them. Uh, they're both
2: getting some ownership. I, I mean, Johnny Vegas always pops in these events where you can just go out and string five birdies together, like it, Puerto Rico or just these events where you can just go out and make birdies. Uh, 21 birdies at the Byron Nelson, 18 birdies at the Palmetto. Probably would have made 20 birdies last week if he would have played. Uh Doesn't do as well on the more difficult courses. So uh yeah, I can get behind some Johnny Vegas or maybe like him just a, a touch more than Gim, I think, as we get closer to Thursday here.
0: Nice. Nice. That was my lean. And he's your guy. So we got to go with him. I, I feel good vibes when you're talking about Vegas. So I'm, I'm going to stick with you on that one. Neither of them can putt between him and Gim. So if you were, were, making a decision, I do like the fact that Vegas actually shows up at certain events, he even shown up at the players before, which is a, you know, a tougher track, obviously in tougher field, but you still usually have to go somewhat lower there. And there's even talks, I don't know, you know, the weather where you're at, the, you know, how's the, the weather looking as of now for, or what your thoughts are.
2: Yeah. Chance of storms on the weekend and the winds about uh, 10 to 12 miles an hour. So nothing groundbreaking, I don't think. And it's, you know, this time of year it's actually gonna be cooler right? it's been about 90 95 the last couple days but it's supposed to be like 75 a couple of days of this tournament which is very rare it's usually hotter than heck but uh, uh so maybe a little cooler uh, than normal but we have had a pretty dry summer um so i would expect a little bit more rollout uh, than usual and uh you know if that's uh might, that might make the course play a little bit easier i mean they usually keep the greens pretty soft so uh, who knows, but uh, I wouldn't expect anything to to
1: create a, a major
2: challenge anyway. All right, uh, noto. Any other thoughts on the 8Ks uh, for you?
1: Uh, not really. I do, I will have some Lucas Clever, so I'm glad you guys brought him up. Um, yeah, maybe you talk me into some biggest as well.
0: Yeah, yeah all about get some 8K the... guys in there, noto. Get some 8 guys. <laughs> <in> <laughs> yeah, you gotta line. get
1: you gotta oh, play some of them when you lock Harmon. Uh, you know, you just gotta <laughs> skip the 8Ks. You got a well, punch. Well, like I said, punch. we're gonna
0: get to these sixes. You might want to add some eight Ks in with your Harmon lineups and get some. What do we What do we call those builds? I forget now. Where you're balancing them with a, like a 10K guy, like a ah st- oh, man, I forget. We we made up a name for it one time on here, but it was you know not stars and scrubs, not balanced, but stars and stars, stars and sc- I can't remember now. But uh, yeah, either way, get some 8K guys in your lineup. No, that's what you need to do.
2: Sold. Sold. We've sold him. Um, <laughs> all right. Into the 7Ks. Tambo kind of hinted at Steve Stricker. Uh, was once a three-peat champion here. And is the all-time uh, money leader at this event. Uh, he is 54 years old. But if there was a PGA Tour event where a 54-year-old that doesn't hit it a long way can contend, uh, and if it's going to be a wedge and putting fest, I'll still take some chances with Stricker. Uh, he's, I think, seventh on the senior tour in the points race or whatever they call it Um, the champions tour points race and uh, just won the uh, senior players a few weeks back. So, (laughs) Hey, he's uh, he's in just as good a form as anybody else you'll find under 8k in this field, even if he is 54 years old. So uh, I I see Noto has got an orange dot on him. So I know Noto likes him. We'll come back to Noto in a second, but uh, Tambo, are you interested in some 7,700 Steve Stricker?
0: Oh yeah. I'm in man. Our boy Wiley, we had him on a couple weeks ago. His thing is APS always play stricker. And you just mentioned he's coming off a W he's coming off a win. I know it's on the champions tour, but you got to love that before that is PGA events 44th, the PGA 13th at the Honda. He's got a fourth earlier this year, uh, just a few months back at the waste management. Like you could compare that kind of in the sense of still need to go low enough, but you know, field strength is similar. I think that makes some sense. So I really do like him. I think it's, you know, what's the upside? We'll have to wait and see. But I, I do like Stricker as an, as a player. I, I'm more into your green dot, though, that you've got there, Cards. I do like Kyle Stanley. He's, so he was another guy I wrote down here, just same thing. But can't, can't putt, but can pop at times. 18th last time with other finishes of 22nd, 18th, and 19th. Uh, even a second place way back when. Made seven of his last eight cuts. So uh, I'll play some Kyle Stanley here. I like him. Sepp straka don't really love it but a, a bounce back spot. He was 10th at the Travelers and all of his stats were dialed in. So I'm hoping that he can bounce back. It's a low scoring event. I do like him for that reason and just staying above 7500. The only other guy, I do like Wrenskey. Quiet little 25th place there. I really had a going on approach and with the putter can go low. Made cuts in three straight years here, which is he played at the last three, 17, 18 and 19 and got 47th. 23rd and 25th. So uh, another guy I think is okay above 7,500. All right. Noto, your thoughts on the 54 uh, year old course history
2: buff in Stricker and uh, others around him there.
1: Yeah. So he's skipping the U S senior open this week to play in the John Deere. So uh, if he didn't think he could win, uh, I don't know why he wouldn't be here. I think it's the 50th edition of the John Deere. Maybe that's why he's here. Uh, but you mentioned he's won here three times. He's got a couple top 15s on tour this year. So I still think he can contend. Uh, I don't mind him as an outright bet. Um, it's just one of those weak fields. I don't think it's all that much better than a Corn Ferry Tour or a Champions Tour event. So love Stricker this week. I uh, agree with some of the guys Tambo mentioned. Uh, I don't mind Warinsky. I uh, don't mind Kyle Stanley. The ball strike, he's been awesome. If he could have one good week with the putter, uh, he's going to be there on Sunday. I like Ches Reavy missed a cut on the number last week but now we get him on a shorter course his irons have been really good over the last uh, four events so i like him a little bit and then if you're playing the older veteran narrative i do like uh, pat perez a little bit his short game has been awesome um over the last uh, couple months so he'd be the other guy i would mention and maybe some harold Barner. i've just decided anytime he's low owned i'm gonna play him anytime he's chalk i'm gonna fade him um he's just so random he's gonna pop at random events and he tends to play the easier courses as well similar to johnny vegas
2: this is this would be the the random spot for him to to win and like hold off, you know, a, a crowd on Sunday. Like we've seen him contend before but really struggle on Sunday in the final group, but like, you know, if you're in the final group on this Sunday, you're going to be with like Bo Hostler or, you know, Pat Perez or some other, you know, whoever just randomly pops at this tournament. So, a little less pressure Uh, I think if Varner puts one of his weeks together, this could be a a spot where you might see him be able to, to close. Not saying that I think he's going to win, but I do like him as a, as a GPP option this week. Uh, Scott Stallings. I've seen getting a little bit of buzz. Patrick Rogers likes playing this course. He's an Indiana guy that uh, always tends to play here and, you know, likes those courses where he can show off his driver a little bit. Uh, you know, Keith Mitchell, these court, these guys that are super risk reward that make a lot of birdies, but often find trouble. Uh, this is a course that, you know, sometimes you, you, you can outweigh the, uh, the bad by giving yourself plenty of birdie looks. So uh, those are some other players I like above 7K. Uh, Tambo, you got anything else above 7,000?
0: Yeah, guys below 7,500, I guess, uh, you know, just to notice when I forgot Pat Perez, I do like that call. 14th 10th two of his last three the Varner call man maybe it is the spot he did get sixth here a couple of years ago so just of note there it would be the spot like card said the I just said this yesterday but the downfall I have with him is he just doesn't it's not like Cam Davis it's like he'll make a cut and then finish 50th and not bring the scoring with it or 40th and not bring the scoring with it and that really makes it a little bit tougher but I'll have to put some in I'm with Noto we talked about it last week uh, If he's going to be low owned it's definitely a good time to go back anytime he's high owned he he doesn't seem to come through and everyone wants to play him and then he just comes to an event like this it should be a place to pop i like stallings i like patrick rogers uh you know 41st last week but that makes four made cuts in a row uh this event he's got 43rd second and 27th the last three times out so definitely like him and then i guess uh neesmith and Haggy were two other guys that popped for me down at the bottom and then tyler duncan uh tyler duncan Besides the first name, which is obviously great just hasn't really flashed upside lately, but I did see you no know, three straight make cuts got himself a little paycheck confidence keep grinding here finished 26th and 12th here, the last two times out and Martin Laird is another guy uh, courses like this he's shown up on the Shriners thing I talked about earlier and then the power four scoring. Uh, it kind of makes a lot of sense for me so I, I do like Laird as well at the bottom. You got a hot take on Haggy
2: there uh, noto I've seen him mentioned a few places
1: no i like him on bombers tracks i just don't know 350 yards into the trees is going to do much here so uh, i could be wrong uh, i guess we did see him contend where matt jones one was at the honda uh earlier this year and that was kind of a tighter track but don't really love Hagee. um i don't love a lot of guys in this range uh, but anytime i can overpay for patrick rogers and brian harman i gotta do it um he did strokes ball striking last week was his uh, best since 2016. So um, coming in in some good form. You guys mentioned the course history. Uh, Other than that, I mean, Neesmith's been good with the irons, but uh, nothing else really. Uh, Satoshi Kodaira, for whatever reason, he has just found a cheat code with the putter. He's gained 25 strokes putting in his last five events. And uh, prior to that, he had lost a million. So uh, I don't know what's going on with him. He does hit a lot of fairways. He's pretty good with his approaches. I don't mind a little bit of him. And then uh, I'll play Vaughn Taylor just because he's an old guy that uh, kind of fits that mold. Yeah,
2: Kodara uh, had shot a 76 in the second round and missed the cut by a couple strokes last week after having a pretty good first round. Uh, so he needed to hole a couple more of those uh, hero putts to, to make the cut. Didn't happen. Uh, I had some of them last week. So part of the many uh, missed cuts in my player pool last week. Maybe he can get that back on track uh, this week. Uh, let's see. You got any, anything else above 7K there, Nodo? Otherwise, uh, we'll start digging into to value town.
1: Yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, I don't mind the Stallings call, but him being pretty popular isn't uh, great at an event like this. 6Ks, uh, I've got a few guys um, in my player pool right now. Roger Sloan, I think he's going to be a lot higher on than the 5% that we have him right now. It's been in pretty good form. The stats are pretty good across the board. Um, he did have a T10 here the last time they played in 2019. Uh, I like Adam Shank. He doesn't have a lot of high finishes, but uh, he does make a lot of birdies. So one of those guys that can outscore his finishing position. I like uh, Ben Martin. He's kind of been in bad form as well, but he's got a couple good finishes here. Um, he's good with his approaches, hits a ton of fairways. He was in really good form uh, prior to the back-to-back miss cuts. So I'll have some of him. And then uh, I got Bronson Bragoon for some upside uh, three of three here with a T two in 2018. And uh, his last eight cuts had five, or last eight uh, events, five missed cuts, three top 30. So when you play guys down here, I like to chase some upside rather than guys that are just going to come, you know, T 45. Although I did just mention Shank. So uh, maybe <laughs> I, I'll play a little bit about
2: uh, Shank might be able to get uh, 35 or 38 <laughs> on this, uh, in this field. So all right, uh, Tambo, what are you looking at for some of your values? Uh, you got your Canada flag there for uh, for Mr.
0: Sloan? Oh, yeah, it's planted. I definitely think he's a good play here. He was already solid. I, I liked him a lot last week. I brought him. He certainly was one of the guys in my five out of six lineups that crushed uh, as far as scoring went as well. And then he actually has a 10th here in 2019, 18th back in the day, the time he played it before that. So I definitely like that. I joked with Kenny yesterday, I'm, I might go back to Benny on, I assume he gets a late tea time this week after he <laughs> told the tour where to go, and, and I'm sure that uh, it should work out, maybe he'll be in, a, in his happy place, you know, so I'll go back there, I like the shank call with Noto, sixth here in 2019, definitely left some on the table last week and can score, Ben Martin's another guy that can do that, but uh, a couple of the guys that stand out for me here, and back to Haggy for a second, Bentgrass Putting as well, not just last week. Second at the Honda. I mean, there's tracks he's played on, but I like him when he can go low. A lot of the Corn Ferry Tour events is where we saw him have success. And now he gets into this course. And Joseph Bramlett, we've been playing this guy a little bit. He's another guy, extremely good on easy courses, bent grass courses, fairway and green types. Uh, this is a, a good spot for him at 6,600. And then my guy, Sam Ryder, that's the one I'm riding with there. He's, uh, you know, another guy. It just feels like this week's Haggy in the sense that he's extremely boomer bust but actually has an 18 and a 18th and a second here in 2019, 2018. I didn't look at his ownership yet to see if he's going to be the popular scrub. He's showing up at 0.88 as of right now. I would love if that stays true. Uh, he's another guy that popped on some of those other courses that I looked at and brought across. Don't think, I mean, Burgoon. I'm with Noto on that for sure. I think you can do that one. Maybe Seifert. You want to play Hank Lebiota for, for much less money and much less ownership. Both went to FSU. You can do that. Get some birdies that way. I don't, I don't know. There's not a lot, though, that I love down here. And that's why I was teasing Noto earlier, to just to have those more balanced lineups. You starting with Harmon and just ending in the 7K. It's really tough down in this range.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's basically just hoping for somebody to get hot with the flat stick and, and have a big week. So uh, we can attempt to play our guest the golfer game here. This is going to be a challenge this week. Uh, But uh, if you're interested, free week of Roto Grinders Premium for anybody who's watching live and wants to guess in the YouTube chat on our favorite punt golfer under 1% ownership that has not been mentioned yet. Uh, There's not a lot. There's not a lot left that's even remotely viable. And who knows, maybe this one isn't remotely viable either, but we're just going to make it remotely viable a player that, you know, sometimes they'll just randomly show up in these easy birdie fest type events. Uh, maybe haven't seen it as much lately, but I'm trying to give a few hints without giving it especially, away because, uh, yeah. Especially just, here.
0: He, he really shows up here. That's for sure.
2: So uh, take a guess if anybody in the chat wants to guess. Free week of Rotor Grinders Premium, if you get it right, uh, before we, we get off the air here. So uh, we'll give everybody a couple minutes to, to throw in a guess there uh Jim Herman is our first guess decent guess not correct but a decent guess I don't even know if he's in the field seeing he's, he's got to be in the field I oh, can't yeah. imagine
0: some, someone Herman. else had Fabian Gomez Fabian Gomez is, Jim uh, Herman's
2: had some success here in the past hasn't he I think I believe I, so flash in the pan maybe but uh it was a pretty good that was a good that was a good guess Wes good guess uh Wes Roach somebody guess Wes Roach he is in my GPP article this week not the answer uh but i do i do do not mind some west roach as a uh, punt play uh, what's this, that
0: sales pitch while we wait cuz i didn't hear the, that one yet the the sales
2: pitch on west roach it's the john deere and it's you just never know um you no know, uh, that you I mean, write up can, like six guys yeah, and, we like, just draw. And,
0: and like five of them are up the board who we actually know i know west is. i more so mean you write up guys for a reason i will have to check yeah. it out after a bit here but uh, no, i'm interested Between the Corn Ferry and the PGA
2: Tour, he's made seven cuts in a row. So that's at least some form. Um, He made 20 birdies at the Byron Nelson. So, you know, that was obviously a little bit of a stronger field than what we see here this week. Uh, Has a couple top 15s on the Corn Ferry Tour here in the last
0: couple months. So uh, at least some. I had to ask because Bramlett's right there at the same price. I like Bramlett too. I like Bramlett. As is our guest, the golfer guy. He's the same price as him for another hint. Same price as the uh, aforementioned West Roach and Bramlett. Mark
2: Anderson, Sam Ryder. Those are good guesses. Landry, you guys are on the right track. Uh, nobody has got it yet, though. Uh, let's see. We've got a Sung Kang guess. We've got some good Long. guesses in here. Long. No, he's nope. pretty
1: short, he's this guy.
2: Yep, pretty short. Looks like my dentist. That's what I said <laughs> before the show. He looks like my dentist. Uh, we were trying to find a picture. So obscure. We didn't, you know, Devin didn't even have a picture handy. Um, Google S
1: Tales Dennis.
2: Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as to, uh, to fill some time while some people throw a few more guesses out there, uh, upcoming schedule, obviously, we've got the Open Championship next week, uh, which was not uh, contested a year ago. So uh, if you are playing a lot of DFS and interested, you get good TV coverage for the Open Championship. It will also throw off your sleep schedule if you're interested in following all of it. Uh, And then the 3 m open back to another uh, easy course event uh, before the Olympics uh, as we round out the, uh, the month of July. So a Chris Baker guess, a Chris Baker guess is also not correct. Bull Hogue. uh, Somebody knows that Tambo's on the show. Uh, We did not hit the Bull Hogue lottery tonight.
0: I I didn't mention him, but actually I don't hate it. I got to look him up while we have a, a little bit of time here. Just one second. I did see something on him that I liked. I forget what it was. I think it was, he came like top 40 last week or something, but it might've been his Sunday. I'll have to check it out here. But yeah, the, uh, the rocket mortgage classic, I think he came uh, like 35th or something, <laughs> which I, I like you mentioned with West Roach. I don't hate that because it, the form is everything coming into this. Usually, I guess it's hard to say that though. Cause when you talk about Michael Kim, I saw Jason Sobel posted today, the craziest stat out there. No top tens ever wins this event by eight. No top 10 since that's just, that's
2: crazy. And this year he is five for 24 making cuts. Uh, and he has won this event before. So uh, kudos to Michael Kim for, uh, for winning that, uh, against all the odds that year. So, um, I love the guesses. I love the fact that people just keep guessing, (laughs) like it's going to be the last six K player remaining
0: um we said he's 6600 there's only like four more yes, guys after yes all he is named. 6, plays 600. well in Puerto
2: Rico yeah. yes Wait, looks like my Whaley. I'm
0: going back to though someone mentioned Whaley <laughs> I like I said that what he made he came 58th last week and scored as much as t18 did for the tournament so I'll uh I'll go back to Whaley for sure and hope we can get a couple more eagles or something out of the guy Somebody champ. I, I, I played
2: some Cam Champ last stop. week, uh, for the first time in like a year, and that'll be good for another couple of years. Uh, if he was <laughs> yeah, I he, tried that too, it did not, he, not work. He couldn't keep it in the fairway last week. Oh, no, uh, he's not gonna do it here. Uh JJ We've, we've got a correct
0: <laughs> first name now, but it's spelled wrong. And JJ Spawn, by the way, is interesting 32nd, 47th last couple times out. And I know he missed the cut at the US Open, but that's not really his spot. But if you remember, he did grind a low scoring event to get in his qualifier and went super low. So I don't even hate JJ. That $6,600 range (laughs) is loaded. And I cannot understand how nobody has. They literally like the
2: only 6,600 golfer that hasn't been guessed. John Waters, man.
0: Well, someone said Sean O'Hare. Oh, he actually, sorry, <laughs> Scott. I saw Spawn hey, Sean. We I mixed got it winner. all together, but yes. John Waters came through in the clutch. Scott Brown. <laughs> oh. Scott Brown is
2: the winner. Um, he just randomly shows up for this event, and you know, uh, anytime he shows up, you can almost guarantee that it's going to be on an easy course in a weak field. You know, throw a few bucks on him at like two hundred to one for first round leader or something. If you're into that, I don't even know what his odds are, but. Uh, three of the last four trips here, 16th, 25th, 12th. Um, he got the, he was flying solo on Sunday last week, uh, with an odd number of golfers making the cut and shot like six under on Sunday. So, you know, that, uh, that can often lead to, to some success if you subscribe to that theory. So Scott Brown, he's the winner. Uh, congrats. Uh, that was, uh, that was a struggle, but John, uh, you, uh, win your free week of roto grinders premium and on that note we are going to get out of here uh 51 <laughs> minutes you know it's gonna be 53 minutes that's pretty good for uh for this field and uh, the woeful strength of field that we have this week so
0: we can just take the YouTube chat and make it our player pool with all those guests. Yeah. yeah, just That's throw like, it all in just, there. That's Use neat. all those dudes at the bottom and then plug in with whatever you like at the top. Noto's and Harmon. We'll roll with that for this week's cards.
2: Yeah, Noto's got his 150 Harmon lineups with all those guesses ready to go uh, ready. as his, uh, his roundout <laughs> option. So, all right, for Tambo, for Noto, for our producer, Devin, working hard behind the scenes as always. I am Justin. Thanks as always for tuning in or, uh, you know, even for those of you that are are catching us later in the week, uh, closer to, to lineup lock on the podcast feed. We do appreciate that as well. Even though you can't interact with us live, we appreciate you checking us out and listening, uh, on your way to work or on your lunch hour or while you're working or whatever we can do to help keep you company and uh, try to make some money along the way. So we'll be back next week for the open championship until then take care everybody and good luck.